I bid you welcome. I want to play a game. Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moose. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. Let them see what kind of a person I am. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. Hey folks, my name is Will. And my name is Yaz. And welcome to the Monster Monday podcast. This is the podcast where myself and Yaz talk about horror films. And Yaz, why do we talk about horror films? Because the monsters in film aren't as scary as the monsters in real life. And it's been a while. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Happy Easter. All the stuff and the occasions <laughs> that we've missed. Hello. <laughs> it's the relaunch. Yes. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. We'll see how things go. Wow. That sounded convincing. Inspiring confidence in ourselves and the listeners. Hi. Hope hope you're all doing good. Hope you're all uh, having a great time. Hope you're all staying... <laughs> Is watching those levels just skyrocket at the sound of Yaz's laughter. How is she going to see Bit rusty there. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I was forgotten what words mean and what I have to communicate to people in podcast format. It has been a while. The last time I can't even remember the last film we talked about. What was it? What was the last film? Oh, um. Oh yeah, we talked about horror films that we'd seen recently, like uh, Halloween Kills, Candyman, uh... Uh, series two of what we did in the shadows. Uh, but our last proper episode was back in September for the Final Girls. Oh. That was the one. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, let's uh, just before we get into the topic, the feature presentation of this episode. Yes, where have we been? You, you tell me. <laughs> you tell me what we've, what we've been up to. Uh, just trying to survive, really, I think. Yeah. 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 With Shaun of the Dead surviving. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Surviving. Yeah. 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 Just uh, trying to work Went around. Went to the Winchester for a pint, waiting for it all to blow over. Yeah, exactly. Waiting for everything going wrong in the world to blow over. Uh, it's clearly worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all, yeah. It's all working out for the better. It's all good. Yeah. No, we've just been really, really busy. Just struggling to, uh, uh, to find time to watch the films and record these episodes but hopefully that's uh, that's going to change in the near future we'll get some uh, episodes lined up and recorded for you and hopefully we can start doing these regularly or maybe even weekly once again yeah um also thank you to everybody that took part in our twist poll um of what you would like to see so the main result was a mixture of everything so that's what you're gonna get yeah so oh but speaking of twitter poll yes where can people find us on twitter for <laughs> updates and... oh so smooth yes um at <laughs> at Monster Oh my god. Sorry, where have we been? At Monster Man uh, what is our Twitter handle? At Monster Monpod, <laughs> isn't it? I think. Monster Monpod. Monster Monpod. At Monster Monpod, you can follow us on Twitter for updates and be the first to know when these episodes come out and also don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcast feed of choice or on itunes or on spotify and all the other ones i'm sure there's more i'm sure there's many more out there oh please don't use this as your first episode <laughs> listening to us <laughs> how, how did these how did these two get over 50 episodes how did these what's going on yeah i imagine that's that's in the that, that's in the imaginations of 
brand new listeners right now. So I can only apologise. We'll get back into it. And in order to get back into the swing of things, Yaz has decided to, well, decided on behalf of both of us that we should be doing this quiz, this horror movie quiz. Yeah, well, you see, I'm part of the Bloody Disgusting fan group on Facebook and everybody's doing this like horror movie quiz and I thought it'd be really cool to do an episode on it and share our thoughts with you and see what you you would pick um and just have a good discussion about it really so we're recording this episode uh, around the middle of March time and there's been a couple of horror films that have recently come out this year uh I think our first movie going experience this year was to go see the new Scream movie which I think is meant to be Scream 5, but they just called it Scream. So how is, how is it going to look on the Blu-ray shelf when we get it? But yeah, so uh, it was something that I think that you had a really good reaction to. What did you think of the new Scream? I really enjoyed it. I don't get why people are like so upset with it. I just thought it was a really fun slasher fic. I mean, like, why is everybody doing this highbrow horror shit now? Like, it's so... If you go in with a positive mindset, I want to enjoy this, you're going to enjoy it. If you go in with, oh, it's not, it's just a remake, it's not going to be good, you're not going to enjoy it, are you? <laughs> it was just a silly, fun movie. Why? Hmm. We need more silly, fun movies in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Why do we need something that's totally serious all the time? Yeah, I think it even lampshades that sort of renaissance of more like highbrow... Uh, like how highbrow critically acclaimed horror films like you've even got a character there who's like no i I don't watch slasher films when she gets the phone call at the beginning of the film oh i watch uh, the babadook and uh, hereditary you know those a24 films and ghostface is like i don't know i don't know what to work with that i I can't work with that (laughs) yeah like it was really funny it had so many funny jokes about the horror community and like if you can't laugh at yourself like what is the point Mm. Yeah, I think the most interesting thing that the film had going for it, and obviously the mystery of every Scream film, is the killer or killers is someone in the main cast, and who is it going to be? So I'm not going to reveal that. But the motivations that they had for committing the killings and their rationale behind it and everything, I thought was the most interesting part of the movie, how it's trying to echo the horrible online sentiments of many horror and film communities and stuff like oh we hate what our franchises have become they've become oh they've become so diverse and so woke we're gonna make our own terrible horror films and i think that was a really interesting approach to take for it and the there was also a character in there called wes as well and they had they have a big celebration in his name in his honor at one point in the film uh, for wes yeah, uh, it so, was yeah. dedicated to him. So that was really lovely to yeah, see. Yeah, I thought the film was okay. I didn't respond to it quite as much as you did, but I still had a good time with it. It I... might be because just for the first time ever, I'd actually watched a film with glasses on and my eyes weren't hurting. Yeah, it, oh, <laughs> I, yeah, that, that reminds me. It was a nice, like, big, proper, posh cinema that had, like... Uh, uh, electronic don't chairs. lie it no. was not posh it was an odeon yeah, we just it... paid a bit more for the tickets so yeah. and go on recliners yeah it, it was a reclining <laughs> seat they had like a tray table that you could fold and everything and we thought oh this is proper cushy this is proper nice even Ghostface came into the screening as oh, well oh yeah he did that was super cool but then the film starts oh there's no sound oh okay let's try let's reboot let's turn it off and on again oh no the f- it, oh it's still not working oh, okay. first, first there was no picture no picture, then there was no sound. But we could hear the sound. Yeah. And then 
it was a bit like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> so then I presume somebody went and told them. And then so they started it again. And then there was no sound. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, oh, my God. So our film did start pretty late. But it was still worth it. Yeah. It's... I mean, it's not exactly, like, who cares? Like, it's just a silly little thing. There's no point getting annoyed over it. I know. It's just one of those things. Uh, imagine if you'd not been to the cinema in two years. And it's like, oh, let's go and support the big screen experience. And, oh, the big screen experience doesn't work for the first three Oh, you times. mean, like, we did? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well, I'd seen um, I'd seen Spider Man No Way Home like a few months before, and we both, we both saw Halloween Kills as well, didn't we? As well. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. but it all works. All worked. So, but I, I imagine new cinemas in twenty twenty two. Oh, they didn't work. But we did also we we, go, we went to the cinema to support our boy Guillermo. We saw Nightmare Alley. We did. We did. Which it's. I, there's some horror elements to it. Yeah, it, there definitely is. Yeah, you know the the emphasis on body horror and atmosphere that Guillermo is so known for. And I mean, it, I I love everything that Guillermo does. I just love Guillermo del Toro. Let's be honest. Yeah. He's just the most lovely person in the world. Yeah. To me. <laughs> yeah, it was an incredible cast as well. Uh, a remake of uh, of the black and white film, which is based off the book of the same name as well. Which I'd not seen the other film. I'd not read the book, so I had no idea where on earth the plot was going. Yeah, I, that was a big thing. I would say, like the first half of the film, I was a bit like, I don't understand where this is going to go. I mm. can't read the film, and if I'm honest, when I can't read something like that, it. I start to lose a bit of interest mm. because I, I lo- for some reason, I love playing the game where guessing what route it's going to take or mm. like, you know, how, how it's going to play out. But I couldn't, I couldn't guess it apart from the one big twist at the end. Oh, that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. bit. That yeah. one was kind of obvious, but... Other than that, I had absolutely no idea where it was going to go. Yeah, and the film is really, as well, just carried by its incredible atmosphere. Like, I love the lighting in it. The performances are just incredible as well. You definitely become, like, at one with the picture when you... In a Guillermo film, like, he creates this presence around you, doesn't he? Like... Like it's so atmospheric, you just feel like you're in the film. Yeah, he's able to create these uh, environments and these characters that feel so textured. Like, you feel like there's been years and decades worth of stories and adventures and everything before you even arrive in the film as well, and you're sure that the story's going to continue long afterwards as well. And because uh, it was able to string me along throughout, I think it's nearly two and a half hours long. It's a it long is quite film, a long film, and yeah. it, it feels long, but not in a laborious type of way. It's it's just oh, this is really long, but I'm still really engaged and enjoying the story. It's just a very long story. Uh, maybe some of it could have been trimmed a bit, but it's still just a really good time. Bradley Cooper was really good in the film as well. Kate Blanchett, <laughs> icon queen. Forever. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was yeah really good, and I'm glad that I was able to see that on the big screen. And it's uh, not got many awards nominations compared to The Shape of Water, which is Guillermo del Toro's last film, which ran away with Best Picture a few years ago. But it's still being recognised for its production values and its incredible art design and production design, and it's it's worthy of that uh, of that adoration. I mean, he can't win everything, can he? No, no, no. He needs to give uh, needs to give the rest of yeah. us a chance. Yeah. Also, random surprise that I was not expecting it to be anywhere near as good as I thought it was. The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. Oh yeah, I was 
I was pleasantly surprised as well, yeah. actually. Yeah, I, I, obviously it's not perfect. There are some pretty cringe moments. There's a scene... But once again, if you go in wanting to enjoy it, <laughs> you're going to enjoy it. Well, the, 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 yeah, there's the real cringe moment when Leatherface is like being filmed by someone. It's like, oh, try and do anything you cancelled, bro. It's like, no, oh, cringe. I cringe in the back of my skull. But no, it was the, I actually thought that it was a really interesting response to the trend of these uh what would you call it? like decades later sequels like the star wars films that are brought back the original cast members the new halloween for like legacy sequels i think they're called and i thought it was a really interesting response to that and how um yeah it, it was it was in its own like texas chainsaw massacre way but slightly uh, with, with some of the edges sort of rounded off a little bit like, i don't think there's any sort of uh insinuation of cannibalism or anything like that in this film it is just all leather faces a chainsaw wielding mad person um yeah but i actually still thought it was really good it was directed way better than it had any right to be some really great shots and imagery it was produced uh, when i saw it at the end it was produced by fede alderets who did uh, the don't breathe films and i thought yeah that makes complete sense i think this has got his stamp all over it yeah, I, I really dug it. I had a really good time with it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Um, obviously, it's got its flaws, but mm. like, it's just a film. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, and also, without without giving away the actual ending, I was howling with laughter at just how clever I thought the ending of the film paid homage to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, how it sort of like mirrored that original ending in its own modernised and unique way. Yeah, it was a good... Um modern version of it uh, um mm. it was obvious zeitgeist <laughs> yeah it, it, it was yeah yeah and i think that the many people have written the film off and not given it a lot of credit for you know some of the commentary that is happening in modern day texas now and the gentrification and how they're trying to uh like make changes to the area i i was kind of worried that it would be oh the school shooter victim has to embrace guns in order to survive and i it it seemed like it was going in that direction, but it wound up subverting it a little bit. It was cleverer than it had any right to be. It's not perfect, but I think if you've just seen the reviews and, and people writing it off out of hand, I think it might be worth giving a shot. Okay, so without any further ado, let's talk about the feature presentation of this episode, this uh, this quiz that you brought before me. So Yaz, what, what is this quiz? Where's this come from? So, um, as I was saying, it's just something that horror fans have been doing on the Bloody Disgusting fan group. And it's just been really interesting to see what everybody's responses were. Um, obviously, it is all subjective. Don't get mad. <laughs> These are our opinions. You can have your opinions. It's just a bit of fun. It's nothing serious. Um, just a nice, light episode to... So relaunch us and bring us back. Yeah, let's get back in into the into the horror mood. Let's go for it. Uh, so, do you want to kick us off then, Yaz? Yes. So, with that positive <laughs> frame of mind, the first question is: horror movie. I think is overrated. <laughs> oh, oh yes. <laughs> let's let's start off with something uncontroversial. Who wants to go first? Shall I go first or shall you? Yeah, you go first. Okay, I think I've made my opinion on the on the found footage genre pretty clear in the past. I think I talked about it a bit during our episode about the Blair Witch Project. I just generally just do not like the the found footage films, and I think that they are by and large very overrated. Uh, particularly the Paranormal Activity films. There's merit to them. I think that once they get going, they can be sometimes quite exciting. But 
I don't really like waiting 70 to 80 minutes for stuff in the kitchen to start moving a little bit and then someone gets thrown across the bedroom. For me, the characters in them aren't quite engaging enough to justify the slow burn. They're really, in my opinion, quite cliche characters to be found there. There's some pretty cool imagery. Like I even think like films like The Ghost Dimension, which is the 3D release that they had, it did a few interesting things visually. Um, but really there's just not much on offer in my opinion. The, there's, they're really, really basic to their own detriment. I think they, they rely on the found footage format in and of itself as the main crutch. And I think that's just not enough. Fair enough. I have a difference of opinion. Like, uh, for me, the first Paranormal Activity movie will always have a little special place for me because I remember seeing it in the first showing of the cinema in mm. my town. Um, before anybody kind of knew what was gonna happen, before anybody knew the twist, what was happening, how scary it was supposed to be. And that, because we weren't all expecting it, everybody jumped at the same time, mm. nervous laughed at the same time, and it was a really powerful um, showing. Mm. But I think as time went on and people started saying, oh, it's the scariest movie ever, it kind of lost its its um, appeal mm. for a lot of people. I think if you're lucky enough to have seen it before the hype, then you probably enjoy it more than people that didn't. Yeah, that, that was the climate that I saw the first film in when uh, I was reading like rave reviews from people whose opinion that I generally like really was on board with like Roger Ebert. Uh, and also you get filmmakers like Steven Spielberg who are like, this is the new generation of horror. And I thought, okay, let's see what the hype is all about. And it, it just wasn't there for me. I think the the third one's the best, but honestly, even off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't. I couldn't. I can't differentiate between which film is which, which scare happens in what film. They just kind of congeal together. I I do think though it did bring something new to the genre. We hadn't seen a found footage film like that for quite some time, mm. um, at least not in the mainstream. Um, and it got people excited. I think this is the era where people got excited about horror again. Mm. And it started coming to the mainstream again. And people, you know, wanted to go and be scared yeah. again. And, um, yeah, it, it was really exciting. I think it ignited a massive passion in everybody again for, for horror. Yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said for the communal experience of going into the cinema and being scared at what on screen appears to be real life footage or like be giving yourself over to the found footage element of it. And yeah. there was the narrativization uh, in the media at the end of the 2010s when you had like six or seven years of Saw films and that was, if it's Halloween, it must be Saw. Yeah. And then maybe people got a bit tired of that and oh, there's a new player in the horror scene now. And then Paranormal Activity outgrosses Saw 6, whichever one it was by like a factor of 10. And it's like, okay, now we've got a new trend. Yeah, it was something new. It was. It, I mean, obviously nothing is ever new, but like for this generation, it was new again. Mm. Like it comes around in circles, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And I think it just brought an excitement back to horror and people started to admit, oh my God, I love horror films again. It's mm. not just, you know, saw films now. It's not just, you know, like... It's not just a, a Halloween thing. It's not just a gore fest for the sake of a gore fest now. Mm. You know, we're, we're bringing something else back. I mean, I kind of take your point, but like, I, I still enjoy the first Paranormal Activity. I mean, I've not seen it in years though. Mm. And I've not seen any of the other ones. 
um, to be honest. I wasn't really interested in sequels. I didn't really see the point of a sequel. Mm. Um, just because of the way it... Yeah, I just didn't really see the the point of a sequel. Mm. Um, but, like, I kind of feel... Oh, this is blasphemous. I kind of feel the same way about Blair Witch Project. Now, it's probably because I saw it as an older child mm -hmm. rather than somebody younger and at the same time i mean we were babies when it came out so like we probably wouldn't have seen it wouldn't have mm -hmm. been able to see it yeah. when it first came out i don't think i was snuck into the cinema to watch it. <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> definitely wouldn't have got away with it then come on little will let's go uh, see this documentary but i do remember like the the lore around the blair witch project being present when we were younger i remember going i probably told this story before i remember going to um this this kid camp that you go to in British schools called PGL. And we were staying in the wilderness, like in cabins. And my friend, like, what year, what year were we in? We were probably in like year six. So how old are you in year six? Like 10, 11? Yeah, around that, yeah. Yeah, so we, she was telling us a story about how the Blair Witch lived in the forest behind us in the <laughs> cabins. Yeah. And like, obviously, you know, you've got a room full of, 10 year old girls all like getting scared off the thought of oh my god there's a witch <laughs> yeah. in the forest so it did work I mean yeah. but yeah. like watch it when I actually watched the film I just found the characters too annoying to feel sorry for them mm. and I didn't really understand what had happened at the end it just didn't explain enough for me yeah which is probably an unusual opinion um I'm not really sure. It doesn't mean to say it's not a good film. It is a good film. You can mm. sit there and watch it. And it, you know, it it was um, a master of its time. And, and I think the, the campaign that they brought with it was amazing. Like, yeah. you know, like guerrilla advertising. It was the, like the first of its kind, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th I think with, with a found footage film like Blair Witch, so much of its impact was, out, was done outside of the film itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think it... The, the environment in which you see a film like that is really going to influence its impact on you, like you seeing Paranormal Activity before the hype in yeah. that full cinema. But also... Uh, on the like if you count host as a found footage film, which yeah. maybe it could be technically. Yeah, but that was uh, made during lockdown and pandemics when everybody was on Zoom. So but that was yeah, that was incredible. That yeah. was a great experience. So everyone's got the collective experience yeah. of watching it on probably on their laptops or streaming yeah. it. So yeah, it looks like this is a Zoom conversation that you're watching at home under isolation during that environment. I also think it's a way better film in my opinion than the paranormal activity films because the characters are more relatable they've got their own quirks and idiosyncrasies that i, it, it I, I feels remember like a them. natural friendship group as well yeah um it's not just a few people thrown together like in the blue witch yeah where they're looking for the blue witch yeah i just really didn't understand the ending of the blue witch mm. and that's probably me being silly but i just didn't get it why they were stood rocking in at the wall yeah like, i was just like okay i think i think there's a reason why so much like speculation has come from the film that has like eclipsed the film itself like the theories around uh, there's a there's a theory in the film that the two guys are like trying to trick and kidnap the 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 woman in the film yeah. i forget their names off the you top see, of my head it's weird but i actually prefer that narrative because mm. that is dark and scary to me yeah whereas someone just stood 
like rocking it or what like <laughs> yeah, yeah i just i just didn't understand it i was like well where is the witch like what's happening like if there is a witch like what has she done that's dead scary just hung up a few sticks and made a gravestone yeah like where where was the like what was she doing that was so bad yeah i think was it possession like i don't understand i don't understand it it wasn't explained enough mm. for me i don't think i think the blair witch gets away with that because it was the first mainstream found footage film and it relies on those questions and that ambiguity but i think in the 2000s and the 2010s found footage films just took that from the blair witch and didn't build on top of it like there's the gallows as well which will always have a sour taste in my mouth because i was invited to the premiere of it i was invited to press screening of it and that was a fun experience but the film itself was no good i did i didn't think it was very good at all um, yeah but don't forget a lot of hard work goes into of, making i know films, a lot of hard work so. goes into it but i still did not have a good time with the gallows not in like a I, I don't hold any animosity to anyone involved i just saw the film and thought this was 90 minutes that i did not like i did not have a good time sitting through but you did go to go to the premiere which was fancy i got i even got a fancy shirt that's because the gallows is a um a, it takes place at the back stage of a school like theater department and there's like a spirit haunt in the area so the shirt that i got says stagehand on it in like red text oh that's pretty cool that's pretty cool there was a photo booth as well that you could go to and like halfway during the photo booth it like it gives you a loud jump noise and then <laughs> when you react to that if you look at the pictures at the end it prints out the photos it's like a hanging like set of feet are next to oh, you oh that's like, feet. really cool yeah that, that was cool but the film itself was, if the film itself had been as creative as that, uh, as that premiere event, it might have had some, uh, something might have been going on there. Like I would have gravitated to, but. Yeah. I mean, like I've probably told you this story a million times before on this podcast, but um, I went to a performing arts school and mm -hmm. the gallows kind of does resonate with us really, because there was a awful tragedy that happened and a student was found hanging on on the stage in the stage curtains mm -hmm. so it's literally that film yeah, yeah, like, yeah. um so yeah and mm. there was always like you always got a bit nervous in the curtains like oh god i hope i'm not gonna see anything or you know mm. yeah one thing i one found footage i know that this has been a massive tangent for just one question <laughs> just, just i've not even yeah, answered it yet just <laughs> my answer to this one question but i think found footage works in mockumentary format like things like Troll Hunter that we've talked about. Like I don't think it's found footage by what we do in the shadows. Where it's yeah. where it's trying to be deliberately structured and edited like a documentary. Which means that you can have these like character developing moments. You can have people talk to the camera to explain their emotions and feelings and stuff if necessary. Whereas many found footages just plump a camera in the room or just have someone breathily run, <sighs> yeah. as they're running around with the camera. Uh, that can only take a film so, so far. Is it good found footage film though? Is it found footage? Wreck. Yeah, because that's the remake. Or is Wreck no, the original? No, Wreck's the original, and isn't Quarantine it? was the American remake. I think so, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, Wreck... I've it's not actually seen, pretty scary. I've not yeah, seen for a, yeah, I've not seen for a long time, but that's formatted like a news report. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think when if you if you actually format it to give it a sense of structure and and pace, then it can really bring something out of the format. Uh, so yeah, before we go any deeper, <laughs> Alice, into this rabbit hole, um, what film do you find overrated? What was the question again? <laughs> Over, overrated films, overrated um, films. Yeah, for me, um, this is probably going to upset a lot of people, so I apologise. Um, it's It Follows. 
Coffee I just, spit. I just did not gel with that film at all. Now we've like, done. A... I just. I know we've done an episode yeah. on it. It says my thoughts. I. I mean, no harm to the creators, and they they did a fantastic job. They've done a better job than I ever will do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just did not gel with that film. I just do not like it. Yeah. Um, there's just so much about it that I didn't like. Mm. Yeah, I I agree that that trailer that they had for it which is just the scene of her sta- strapped to the wheelchair like that's an incredible trailer and that got that got me hyped to watch the film and then you watch it and it's like oh it's just really laboriously paced no one is kind of acting as they should be in response to this situation and the the it in it follows doesn't even have a coherent rule set it's not i imagine if like you were watching gremlins where it's like these are the three rules don't feed them after midnight don't get them wet etc but then it just proceeds to break all of those rules over the 90 minutes it's like it, it gives me trust issues yeah it gives me <laughs> trust issues but it's yeah that that's my issue with it um we go into it full depth why i don't like it on, on the episode um i just think the it was very um the message of the film was not great. Um, yes, I think it was very told with the male gaze trying to be told from a female point of view, but it just didn't work for me. Um, I like the music. <laughs> I had like 80s John Carpenter synth. That, um, that was cool. Yeah, so... Yeah, that would be my pick. Um, if you like it, that's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just personally didn't gel with it that or hereditary mm. although hereditary was better on a second watch for me yeah uh, yeah I, i'm not a big fan of hereditary ha, but either. if we... it follows on a second watch no mm. it, it just wasn't i think it got worse <laughs> for me <laughs> but now's a, now's a good time to mention that if you have any disagreements or anything please send all correspondence to yaz at monster monday at <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, what's our next question then? What's uh, what what what's going on now? So, horror movie that you hate. Uh, okay, I'll try and avoid the gallows again. Uh, even though I don't think I even hated the gallows, just did not have a good time with it. If you'd asked me ten years ago, I think hate's too strong of a word. Yeah, if, I don't hate any film, to be honest. Yeah, ten years ago, I probably would have rattled off quite a few horror films or films that I would say that I hated. But now I don't really have time for that level of emotional uh, negativity. Rather than hate, I would say, like, mm, well, it links into another question: horror movie I regret watching. So I don't really hate any films, but I do regret watching. Martyrs, mm-hmm. and I do regret watching um, The Babadook. Not because they're bad films, they are not bad films, I must stress that, but the reaction I had to them mm-hmm. <laughs> emotionally, um, yeah, no. I, mm. I regret watching them for that thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what film, I, yeah, I don't think there's a film that I hate, even like, I don't think there's any film that I hate really. Like, Definitely not in the horror genre, I think. Because even when horror's at its worst, it can still be creative or there's still something about it. But I think, 
you know, I don't think the film entirely works, but it's got this really good performance in it. Or these really cool moments or a cool scare or some creative camera work or something. There's always, yeah, there'll always be something you kind of like about a film. Yeah. I think hate's too strong of a word. Like, like I don't hate any film. Yeah, like, even ironically, I think, even if it's one of those straight-to-video schlocky films. Yeah, so I don't really think, yeah, there's anything in the horror genre that I hate. Um, I'm trying to think. Mm. Yeah, there's nothing really. Okay, if I Google worst horror films, what are we going to get? What do we get with worst horror films? Here we go. Insider.com, the 12 worst horror films of all time. Troll 2. Uh, that's, that's a classic. Deathbed of the Bed That Eats. That's a, That uh, sounds amazing. Exactly. The Mangler. Not heard of that one. Manos, The Hands of Fate. Also sounds good. Not seen, but I've heard that's like room levels of infamy, but I've, I've not watched that. The incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies. <laughs> exclamation mark, exclamation mark, question, question mark, mark. From 1964. <laughs> okay. The giant spider uh, invasion. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think I'd watch that. <laughs> um, the, the happening. Um, who's, it's got that um, twat in it. What's, I refuse to watch anything with him in it. I um, think he's awful. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Which I've not seen, but Plan Nine from Out of Space. Yeah, ah, uh, get out of here! Come on, Jaws: The Revenge, um, Birdemic, Shock uh, and Terror. Birdemic is a classic. Exactly, like Alfred Hitchcock wishes he could make something as <laughs> enthralling as Birdemic. Creepshow Three. Um, yes. Okay. So we're no Th- These closer. all sound like a, a a list I would like to watch. <laughs> yeah, these are the. Oh, I've just gone on like Rotten Tomatoes fiftieth. 50 worst and the happening has turned up again yeah i want to know why exactly there's i can't believe he's gotten off with the... what he's done in his past and managed to make a successful career yeah, absolutely the... disgraceful there's the commonality actually here's something uh, house of the dead like I, there's an it i'm not going to say that it's an issue with the film itself but it's um uve ball like horror films which he basically makes because he gets like german tax credits or something like the fi- if the film's bomb he makes a load of money so it makes oh them... so he purposely makes them bad a pa- yeah, he, he or basically, if he makes them bad, there's an incentive for him to make them bad. At least I don't know if he purposefully does it, but I, he do, he's done a load of like video game adaptations, like Blood Rain, uh, House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, stuff like that. So I guess if you're gonna hate anything, then it's like okay, something that has been made in that way to make a tax break because of European tax laws or something. I mean, that sounds genius. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> well, no, but he's also a guy who, if you, uh, he's he challenges critics of his films to like boxing matches. <laughs> so he like he literally just beats the crap out of his critics. <laughs> what? <laughs> this. Oh my god, this is a genius move. Like, like. <laughs> I think one. Not uh, him. <laughs> in one in one episode, I think we need to maybe go down the Uve Ball rabbit hole. <laughs> so that's something we can do at some point. But I'm just yeah, I'm just going down this list like cabin fever, zombie strippers, exclamation mark. Like, yeah, I don't know if I've got it in me. Here we go, Alone in the Dark. That's another one. No idea what Jason X is doing on this list because that's pretty fun. Uh, the House of Wax remake. Martyrs is number three. Oh, no, that's the remake of Martyrs. Oh, the American okay. version. And The Devil Inside is number one. Yeah, I don't think I have it in me to hate. No. Yeah, yeah maybe like ten years ago, and I would have said, oh, Twilight, because I'm so clever, because it's got vampires, so that's horror. Right, that you, pod- can't, you can't 
yeah. Twilight's having a renaissance. It is, yes. It's it's coming back in a big way. It is, yeah. yeah. In fact, right now, you can't see, but you're wearing your team. Team Edward. And I've got my Team Jacob shirt on, yeah. Give us a few years and we'll turn this into a Hunger Games podcast and this and the loop will repeat. A Hunger Games? Yeah, yeah, well, because we've gone from one, like, teen franchise to the next uh, one. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. right. It was either that or Divergence, and I think we'd rather put our chips in the Hunger Games. I don't know, uh, I like Divergent as well. Insurgent was pretty okay. No, this is not a divergent anyway. podcast. Anyway, what's the next question? Uh, hmm. Horror movie I think is underappreciated. Now, I don't want to try and repeat ourselves from episodes that we've done before, but I was thinking about this, and I think Krampus doesn't get the love it deserves. I think you're wrong. Yeah, um, yep. <laughs> I I'm gonna go with Tragedy Girls. Mm. Now, part of that is because it basically I mean, has no... incredibly biased, yeah. because I thought it was an amazing film. <laughs> Great film, but it has, like, no presence at all no. in this country, because it hasn't got a home media release, it no. didn't get a theatrical release and stuff, so... Yeah, it's just disappointing, because it's fun, it's got a great cast in it. It's, really... it's a fab film, I fucking... <laughs> I love it, it's a great film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would like to see people push it more, see it more. To be honest, I've not seen many people talk about it, even online. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to change that. I'm starting <laughs> a campaign for Tragedy Girls. No. <laughs> it's a really clever film mm-hmm. with lots of cool kills. Yeah, I think, yeah, my reasoning for Krampus as well is I think it should be on the horror Christmas rotation along with films like Gremlins. Uh, because well, it's... it is. It's an, it, it is in our household, but that's because of me. Uh, I just don't see anybody else talk about it or mention it when the holiday season comes around, and I think it's disappointing. It's got terrific practical effects. There's a real sense of fun to it, and it is that ending is so perfectly bittersweet. Like, how everyone does everything right in terms of the moral... Uh, growth of the characters but i didn't take that away from it uh, that's what that's why it worked i thought it was a very happy ending i didn't get the ending where you were like oh it's everybody did everything right and it's all so bleak no i tell you what's bleak the fucking mist that's the bleak one. Oh boy, that's yeah, that's the heavy. <laughs> that's ending. a bleak ending. Yeah, that one's heavy. Krampus, yeah. they all get to be with each other. Yeah, in a potential hellish purgatory. Oh, they're sat in the living room. They're absolutely fine. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm very intrigued that that's your takeaway, but I re- I respect that one. I respect that. Um, but, but also, the film has killer gingerbread men, and I think any film that does that is at least doing something right. Mm. Mm. tell you what was fun i don't know if we did did we do an episode on it santa slays no but we did watch that over yeah the that season. was a lot of fun yes where i forget what what's this uh yeah where it's uh it's bill or Gold. is it satan's sleigh uh, santa uh, santa sleigh but i think they play with it in the yeah yeah uh, but it's got um it's got bill goldberg as a muscle bound santa who just kills everybody because he's come to the end of a moral agreement where he lost a a game of curling to an angel. And because of that, he has to be good and he has to be Santa for (laughs) however many years. The deal has now expired. So then he just starts killing everybody on Christmas. And it's, it's really, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's silly fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So horror movie. I love, Mm. Hmm. this is a tough one. I love a lot of horror movies. Mm Mm-hmm. 
for me, and I know it's a film that you uh, really don't agree with, but what comes to mind for me though is is the Babadook. I think it was it was a. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's loads of other horror films that I could mention that I love, but for that one just seems to strike a particular chord with me. I think that the design and the the conception of the Babadook is like really inspired. I think Jennifer Kent, Jennifer Kent's direction, like I'm surprised she's not any, a much bigger name than she currently is right now because of that film. The performances are just I off the charts as well. I love it. I love everything about it. And I've even got the Babadook book as well. I got it signed by I got it signed by the director. So it holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um for me the one that pops into mind straight away is The Love Witch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously love a lot of horror films. And this is probably lower on the horror scale than anything. Um, but I just I just love that film. Everything about it, like, just, it is so pleasing to me visually mm. that I just get lost in, in the world a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> it, it's so committed to the genre and like the old time like yeah like, like 60s and 70s but it's actually modern and like yeah mm. like it just i don't know i just i get lost in it a little bit maybe that's the point maybe it puts a spell on you when you watch it <laughs> yeah i think the the real like indicator that the love witch works so well is that even when the love witch is not on screen you're still really enjoying it like the scenes in the police station yeah. which are so cheesy and corny and fun when that police officer knocks out his <laughs> yeah. his co-worker and it's so camp no it yeah it's it's really fun i enjoy it a lot the, the more i watch it the more i appreciate it i mean i also really love the universal monster movies yeah um they're just they're just classic aren't they um mm. they're not scary but not by our standards mm. but um they're just really fun and relaxing relaxing <laughs> they're just really fun and um yeah you just put it on just watch it and not think about anything no, i quite but... like those and i also really love i mean the halloween films come on yeah i yeah. mean uh, like you've the... got to i i even like the the new ones I think anything slasher from the 80s and the late 70s yeah that's such a great consistent run of films like Friday the 13th Nightmare on Elm Street Tennis Chainsaw Massacre Halloween yeah yeah I I could I could put any of them on at like any time of day and just really enjoy them well that leads to our next question Mm, okay what you got what horror movie can you watch over and over again Uh, the answer for this it's not even close it's Shaun of the Dead because Edgar Wright's films just have so much like repeat value to watching them like yeah. it, i know it's not strictly speaking horror but there's what i think works so well at Shaun of the dead and i want to do a full episode on this at some point is that it's funny but the zombie threat is real like the characters most of them do get killed by the end of the film the threat around them is real but they're responding to it in really funny ways and the scenarios are really funny but edgar wright's sense of detail is and what he puts on screen and what's on the page I could watch it over and over again and just notice something new. We've recently watched Late Night in Soho or Last Night in Soho. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's really good as well. That's sort of like horror, like horror inspired as well. I think he does his best work when he's skirting genre. Yeah, it was good. I did enjoy it, but I knew what was coming. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But like even if everything from just great needle drop music choices to the like 
repeating shots and repeating motifs in the script as well. Yeah, I, I love it. This I know it's basic observations for some of them, like uh, the, the video game instructions in the first act then end up paying off in the third act and stuff like that. The shot of Sean going from his home to the local off-license to get Cornetto and then come back, and then that's repeated the next day, but it's the zombie apocalypse. It's so fun. I love it. Like I could watch it again and again, and I do watch it again and again. Yeah, that's a good pick. For mine, though, I'm going to have to go with probably my favourite film of all time, and that is The Lost Boys. Yeah? Yeah, this just... Oh, I just love the film. That's an episode like, we need yeah, to do. Yeah, definitely. Just ever since I saw the VHS tape that my dad had of David's vampire face on the cover, I just fell in love with it ever since. And then was so scared watching it when I was too young to watch it, but begged and begged my dad to watch it. And then as I've gotten older, I've just loved it more and more. And it genuinely pains me when people say they've not seen the film. <laughs> Lost in the shadow. As well, yep. like the soundtrack is <laughs> top, top notch. It's something I... It's something I, I kind of really need to sit down and properly watch it because I always feel like whenever you put it on, I'm maybe doing something else. Like maybe I'm on my phone or I'm working on something else, and I don't really let it like I don't let it like wash over me. It truly pains me that you've not seen it I, properly. I have. I feel like I've seen it properly, but I, at some point, I do need to like uninterrupted with nothing going on in the background watch the lost boys from beginning to end i'd also say in that sort of category is american werewolf in london mm. lost boys is definitely first place i yeah. definitely watch that over and over more than american werewolf in london but it's just one of them classic horror films isn't it yeah well even a, a couple of weeks ago i think i might have already told you uh was doing some work in the in the north yorkshire moors uh, for a, a documentary program and we were driving around and the director who was driving pointed out oh that's where the the pub was for the american Werewolf Slaughter in Glam. london yeah that's where it was it's no longer there now it's been torn down depressingly because oh. if, if it was still there i would have insisted we stop and take photos yeah <laughs> but yeah because I, th I think for whatever reason they had local actors or they had local talent in that pub and they had to film it there as well so that people they didn't have to travel there too far there were some famous cameos in there though i've not rick missed, mayle i've not risked that risked that dartboard in 40 years so, <laughs> yeah it's 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 an iconic film it's brilliant yeah it is um so yeah it's definitely the last boy for me like the vampire makeup's incredible i love david um they all look super cool, even though it's the 80s. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's just... I mean, who doesn't want to watch, like, a guy oiled up playing a saxophone whilst the vampires are hunting? I think that's just every, I mean, every listener's dream, I yeah, think. Yeah, I th I mean, we are speaking on behalf of all of you, by the way, for that one. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pick something like uh, Hocus Pocus, which... That's not really a horror film, though, is like, it? Kids can, kids can be scared no, by it, I think. No, no that's not really a horror film. Because you do watch that every year. Well, yeah, because it's tradition, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a good film, and it's tradition. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a Halloween film. Yeah. Pop the Blu-ray in. You light have to watch. The, light the black flame candle. Yeah, yeah it yeah. makes me feel good. If I don't watch it, like for Halloween, I feel like Halloween's missing. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's like one of the films that you have to watch for Halloween. Yeah. Put a spell on you. Lost in the shadow. A horror movie that surprised me. You want to go first? I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, um, I've got a good one. 
47 metres down. Now, I love shark films anyway, so I would have enjoyed it no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, apart from the ending in The Shallows, because that really did annoy me. Oh, I love the ending of The Shallows. I know, but they really annoyed me. <laughs> the film was amazing up until that point, and then I was like, oh. Mm. Right, okay. <laughs> um, but, anyway, back to 47 metres down. Mm. The ending of this film, I was surprised how much I loved it. Like... I knew I was going to like the film because I just like shark films. Um, but I was surprised how much I loved it. Mm. Um, and I thought the ending was so, so clever. Mm. And I really liked it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of horror film that surprised me. I am and not sure. And I actually sure. enjoyed 47, 48 metres. What's the sequel called? <laughs> 47 and a half metres. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, 47 metres down uncaged. I thought that was like, it was had a different name, but... I thought it was 48 metres down. <laughs> oh, it's one more metre. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is 47. Yeah, the, the sequel, I actually was pleasantly surprised with that. I actually liked that as well. Yeah. Um. So they would be my picks that I was probably surprised about. Mm. Yeah. Um. Oh, actually, the, there's... Maybe it's not the most surprising one because normally when I'm um like when I was like following films way more regularly, I wasn't surprised that often because I was keeping an eye on everything so much. But one film that I was like this had no right to be as good as it was, was the Goosebumps film with Jack Black as R.L. Stein. <sighs> I, I I know it's like for kids as well, but there's actually some really great set pieces there. I like how it's about the Goosebumps books, like, as pieces of fiction within the universe of the film itself. I think it's a good entry point for younger audiences to get into horror as well. I think Slappy the Dummy is always <laughs> a great character. <laughs> It'll like, forever terrify you. Exactly, yeah. Ventriloquist dummies are my kryptonite, it seems, in, like, even in, uh, in children's media as well. Oh, God, that freaks me out. Yeah, but that, because it also came from, like, Sony, which at the time, maybe kind of still does, just had a reputation of just making, like, regurgitating stock products and stuff like that. But no, the Goosebumps film was pretty good. Uh, I think it even came from the the director of, like, that Gulliver's Travels film, which is not very good, but the, the director really pulled out all the stops for it. I thought it, it was a really good film. Good cast. It had cool werewolf scene. I like it. <laughs> Surprised me. I think another film that surprised me was Raw. Okay. Um, just for the fact that I didn't realise how ill it would make me feel. Oh, <laughs> some, yeah. of the, some of the bit, oh God, even now I can feel it mm-hmm. coming up. Um, it affects me a lot, that film. Mm. Like, I think Cannibals is my limit. It was a, It's a really good film, like, and I do enjoy watching it, but there is a couple of scenes that... That I cannot stomach. Mm. Um, and usually, blood, guts, and God does not bother me in the slightest. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I love that shit. Yeah, um, I, th- I think we talked about this in the episode as well. Like, if it was like a character eating from like a, a full limb or like a chicken drumstick yeah, or something. Yeah, absolutely fine. It, yeah, yeah, but if it, it was like little nib. Yeah, it's the little nibbles. Little schnummy schnummy. To do with teeth and hair and. I'm going to stop talking about yeah. it. Um, it, it. It was so, like, grounded in how it depicted an out-there premise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. So that surprised me how, about, how effective it was. Think about Kiefer Sutherland. Think yeah, about think Kiefer about Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, so our, our Lord and Saviour. <laughs> but it's a really good film. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Watch our episode on it or listen to our episode on it. 
yeah, hair may be sick. <laughs> like a like a like a cat with a hair bomb. <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> Don't. Okay. Oh, so um, horror movie guilty pleasure. Now this is the pretentious answer, but I think when it comes to media, you like what you like, and you shouldn't feel guilty about it. No, I know, but there is always a film that you like. Yeah, mm. it's Jason X. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's 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 always on those lists of like worst horror film, worst horror films ever, worst slasher. Jason X is banging. All right, I like that film a lot. It's enjoyable. I who plays Jason in that film? I think it's is it Kane Hodder. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think Kane Hodder is like the definitive Jason. Like his presence and his performance behind that mask is so captivating to watch. I like the opening when he's like, he's hidden in like a secret government facility in chains. He manages to escape and he gets cryogenically frozen for several centuries. Wakes up in the future on a spaceship. He wakes up because he can hear some members of the crew having sex in a different room. So that wakes him up. <laughs> And his first kill in that film on that spaceship is that there's this woman who's like experimenting on trying to do an autopsy and stuff. Um, and she's over a sink of liquid nitrogen. She, he, Jason pushes her head down into it. So her face freezes. She dies, obviously. And he just slams her face off the side of the counter, shattering it. It's so fun. It's got a great inventive kill. There's a in the third act that he goes onto like a hollow deck, so it's like a, an artificial environment around him. It's like, oh, we have to distract him. We have to distract him. So in this environment, this VR environment, they conjure up these two uh, teenage girls who are like, oh, let's have premarital sex. Yeah, we love premarital sex. And then it, the next time you see Jason, these two women are wrapped up in their sleeping bags, and he's smacking them against each other, and you can hear them crying out in pain with every hit of the sleeping bag it's so fun and everyone says it's bad and i disagree you like it then and halfway <laughs> through the film jason dies and gets reborn by nanomachines it's better than when he went to manhattan yeah scream should go to space no no okay leprechaun went to space what's your guilty pleasure as I don't know. This is going to be a hard one because I like shit films. <laughs> um, I don't know. What What is the type of horror film where if your parents walked in and you were watching it, you would instantly try and change the channel? Yeah, but my parents know I'm weird. Oh, okay. So they know that I just watch the weirdest stuff and just think, oh, yeah, that's, that's her. That's okay. Yours. She's just doing one of her things again. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty pleasure. I think mine would be like, um, something like Anaconda. (laughs) Oh, okay. Something where it's like, um, like a really bad animal attack movie or something. Mm. Um, yeah, Anaconda's pretty crap but i enjoyed watching it Mm. it was fun to watch i remember us like watching anaconda like i think it was like a year ago we were just howling with laughter like throughout it was so fun it was a very good time i I mean i like really silly films like killer sofa i quite enjoyed that that was um get 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 exactly what you say what it says on the tin yeah (laughs) yeah it was funny to watch sometimes you just need to watch ridiculous films Mm -hmm. um yeah, they would have to be my picks. I can't really think of anything that most people 
don't like that I do like. Mm. Um, hmm. Maybe paranormal activity. Yeah. Do you really feel guilty about that, though? No. I don't really feel guilty about liking any film, to be honest. As, as, as you should. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I will always justify why I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have a guilty pleasure, no. Mm. Just, yeah, there's nothing there for me, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, sorry to be a letdown. <laughs> okay, um, so the next question. Horror movies I should have seen by now. I've got a lot of blind spots from, like, the 50s and the 60s. Like, early colour or, like, late period black and white horror films. Like, I've recently got them on Blu-ray, so I'm going to watch them. Like, Village of the Damned, The Thing from Another World. There's a lot of, like, Christopher Lee Hammer Horror that I want to see. Like, those Dracula and Van Helsing films with him and Peter Cushing. Yeah. Also, like, the Universal Monsters films. We're making our way through them as we're doing this podcast. Like, I've not watched many of those films, but I'm making my way through them as we do the podcast. But yeah, so th- those are kind of my main blind spots. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to happen to everyone, but those are mine. Yeah, I think mine would be The Witch. Mm. Um, because it seems like my kind of horror film, and I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Um, yeah, I think that would be it. I think, um, yeah, it would be that one. Yeah, I-, I recently heard this morning about a horror film that I want to watch on Netflix called The House. Like stop motion animated horror. Which I, I was listening to somebody just raving about it this morning, and I really want to check that one out. But yeah, there's like so many cool films coming out all the time that I just end up missing. Like uh, I don't think it's a horror film, but I've I've heard it talked about in those like circles, like Lamb, like that kid. Oh, that... the one where it's like, is it like half human? Half yeah, it's, lamb? it's it's a baby or child born, but it's got like a lamb head. Yeah, like, it's a foreign language film, like. Cool. Let's let's watch that. I don't know, but yeah, there's, there's loads of like indie like niche yeah, stuff going on say, all the time. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think there's a lot of underrated films that like that we should probably see more of. Mm. I mean, like in Fabric, that's a good one. I think mm. people should see that more. Um, I think people should see um, Anna in the Apocalypse. Yes, great film. Mm. What more could you want than a zombie musical? Yeah, I think that the horror genre right now is like so healthy in that there's so many low to mid budget films. Like you'll get your Nightmare Alleys, like your big more prestigious stuff that gets the awards consideration. You'll get your A twenty four, like The Witch and Hereditary, which I'm not a big fan of Hereditary, but I'm glad that those films are still being made. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, of and course. you and you will get your Santa Slay. It goes direct <laughs> to Amazon um, of, of films like In Fabric or yeah. like Lamb, if that is horror or not. Oh, you know, Prevenge, that's another great film. Yeah, Prevenge um, is great. That needs to be seen more. Yeah. Um, I need to watch that Chucky series. Like, yeah, we're, we're, we we're like a couple of episodes in, just didn't finish it. And it's been renewed for a second series. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, Did you finish Sabrina? Yeah. Okay. It was good. I enjoyed it. Mm. Um. One Cut of the Dead, that's another great film that needs a bit more. Yes. Like, people need to see more. Mm. Um, yeah, like, I, th- I think because of digital distribution and streaming and, home, like, home media is, like, Blu-rays and DVDs. It's not in the, the best place now, but because of that market, you are able to watch films like Train to Busan yeah. and, like, foreign language films I as think well. it's great that people are starting to realise that there's a lot of stock in foreign films yeah. and, you know... 
you know, like, especially since Parasite winning mm. the Oscar. Yeah, I, um, I think it's real. It's a. It's. I think it says a good thing about a film discussion that whenever it's like, oh, this foreign language film's getting an American remake, the biggest reaction is why. why? Yeah. Whereas like ten years ago, it would have been like a, a no brainer. Yeah, this gets a, an English language remake, and now it's like, there's no point now. I suppose, yeah. Like we've been talk- They've been threatening to remake Troll Hunter for like ten years. And it's never really happened, but that film is so steeped in but that's, Nordic it's, mythology. Yeah, I was gonna say that's too. Yeah, their folklore it wouldn't work anywhere else in the world. Yeah, I, unless it was just it's the same characters in the same setting. They're just speaking English, and at that and point, what's the it's, point of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, no, it's good. It's good. I think Netflix is a big help as well, and like um, Shudder and streaming platforms. Yeah. it's all good helping horror move forward and we get to see all these creations from around the world which mm. is super cool i was watching the baftas the other night and um the it, it it won for um the film won for best foreign language film at the baftas um and the and the film is called drive my car and um the the i know it's it's weird that it should be a category of its own but it you know the the film that won um best foreign language film um was for a film called drive my car and um it was the director um riyasuki hamaguchi um i hope that's right um and he knew how to say thank you um in english but he had an interpreter with him there nice and it was amazing to see that they actually did this for once it was nice to see like they accommodated for somebody like, why should everybody speak English, you know? Mm. It's amazing. Um, and it was so cool, and she was, like, translating it. Like, it was amazing. And they also had British Sign Language interpreters, and they had American Sign Language interpreters, because one of the um, recipients um, was deaf. Um, mm. And so it was amazing. So he was... It was great to see this brought to the front, like, a deaf actor winning a BAFTA on the big screen showing us and they've got um sign language interpreters and it's just important that we bring these kind of things to the front Mm. yeah i think with crowdfunding as well that also really really helps indie filmmakers get their style we talked about uh the void that was uh that was a really good one as well great practical effects uh terrifier as well i don't think that was fully crowdfunded but i think it got some of its visual effects budget through crowdfunding it's so fucking scary Art the Clown is terrifying. It lives up to its name. There was someone on Twitter a few weeks ago saying, like, oh, there's no, like, horror icons anymore, like Freddy or Jason and Chucky. And I think that Art the Clown from Terrifier is able to, like, sort of make his way into that category. Maybe not many people know about Terrifier or Art the Clown, but I think the makings of a horror icon are definitely there. Yeah, I mean, there's plans for a third film, isn't there, I mm, think? Yeah, also, um, yeah, sequels and... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, oh God, he's so scary. Like, he's genuinely scary, creepy, isn't he? Like, We yeah. did an episode on that. I've got a lot to say about that. <laughs> I, like, I like it, I like it I like the film, but, like, he is so scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, another time. Another, but... I mean, he's obviously meant to be. Like, oh, yeah. That's the point of him. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, oh, just very John Wayne Gacy vibes, isn't it? Mm. Well, it's he it looks scarier than John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy in clown makeup. Yeah. 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 
Anyway, uh, are there any more questions or was that it? That that was the end of the horror quiz, I'm afraid. Ah, well, folks, the quiz is never really over when you lot can join in with the discussion. You can follow us on social media. You can let us know what your overrated or underrated or your horror guilty pleasures are. Am I wrong about Jason X and found footage? And is Yaz right about the Lost Boys and yeah. not liking Krampus that much? Yeah? Um, that's not completely true not I, just, being... I just don't love it i liked it i just don't love it and i thought the ending was very happy whereas you didn't we're still going to disagree on the terminator fundamentally though aren't we yeah you've got all of this and more to look forward to on future <laughs> episodes of monster monday what we're calling season two of monster monday the relaunch the relaunch the yes sequel. the sequel which is always better than the original when it comes to horror films <laughs> Absolutely. And give us 10 or 20 years and we'll come back for legacy sequels, okay? Yeah. We'll all be aged and haggard and we'll just kick ass. And... Speak for yourself. Exactly. Well, yeah, you're, you're going to look fabulous and I'm going to be all grizzled. I'm going to be like Stephen Lang. Um, anyway, uh, so folks, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Monster Monday. We hope you've enjoyed it. Please rate us on iTunes if you haven't already or on your podcast app of choice and if you're feeling generous leave us a review mm-hmm, yes and subscribe yes please do do all of those things and also follow us on social media yes where can they find us on social media on twitter at monster mom pod instagram monster monday pod and facebook is the same as instagram <laughs> there, we, we got through it. there we go a bit rusty but we'll get there in the end thank you so much for listening my name is will my name is yaz and we'll see you folks next time bye, bye.